Welcome to Parenting Your Sensitive Child. Parenting a highly sensitive child can feel overwhelming, and all the parenting books in the world can only get you so far if your head and your heart are out of alignment with your child's. I'm your host, Julia McGarry. Let's create a new parenting paradigm. Hey parents, welcome to episode three of the Parenting Your Sensitive Child podcast. So far we've been talking about what it means to be highly sensitive and what your child's sensitivity might require from you as a parent. This episode is a big one because we're going to dive into overstimulation and big emotions. Y'all ready? The majority of parents who reach out to me for coaching decide to reach out because they are dealing with one of these two challenges. They either have a child who gets overstimulated very easily, or they have a child who has really big emotions and they are feeling overwhelmed and exhausted and like they're just not getting anywhere. So that's why I really want to take the time to focus on that in this episode. And we're going to start by looking at overstimulation. Now we already know that highly sensitive kids are taking in more information and processing it more deeply than 80% of the population. Think about that for a second. I like to think of this in terms of an assembly line, an assembly line with a conveyor belt, right? You know, like the kind you see in cartoons or old sitcoms. And each worker on the assembly line has their part to play, right? So they have to keep up with the conveyor belt or everything gets backed up and the whole system falls into chaos. It all gets overwhelmed and shuts down. And that's what happens to our sensitive kids. So think about it. If you have a toothpaste factory, we've been watching Charlie and the Chocolate Factory a lot, so bear with me. If you have a toothpaste factory, you want workers who will just screw on the caps and keep going, right? Not workers who are going to pause to admire the subtle swirls in the color of the plastic or the way the ridges on this cap stick out more than the last. But that's not the way a sensitive person's brain is wired. It's not what our brains are wired to do. Our brains are wired to notice subtleties and process them. So when we apply this metaphor of an assembly line to a highly sensitive person, I think we have to take it a step farther. So we have to do more than just imagine a person working on a conveyor belt. We have to imagine your HSC at a juncture in the assembly line. Instead of dealing with one conveyor belt, imagine they have five conveyor belts dumping toothpaste tubes onto their workstation. And they can handle it for a little while. But if there's anything extra that they have to deal with, like their nose itches or they get sweat in their eye, it all goes to shit really fast, right? In the real world, it's kind of hard to see the buildup. And then their overwhelm, when it does hit, just blindsides you. All of a sudden, they're running around all over the place and not responding to you at all. Or they're talking a mile a minute or they're screaming or crying or yelling at you. These are the big emotions that seem to come out of nowhere. 
and they can be super overwhelming to parents. And they may even trigger big reactions in you, especially if you were not really allowed to express big uncomfortable emotions as a kid. So what do you do when this happens? In the heat of the moment, you do whatever you need to do to regulate yourself. Breathing helps, sending your awareness down into your feet, finding that connection between your feet and the ground, that can help too. But what I find helps the most is shifting your thinking around these moments in advance. So we know these moments are coming and we can look at our past experiences and figure out what we were thinking in that moment. A lot of times it's something like, this is not okay, or I got to shut this down real quick. And if those are the thoughts you're having, it's going to set off a reaction in you. And it's going to be hard to access the tools that you have to regulate yourself. You're just going to be angry and your actions will be angry. If you've been there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And you know it'll happen again, unless you proactively shift your thinking about this. And when we're starting to shift our thinking, it can be helpful to have some thoughts to try on, right? So I wanna throw a few at you and see if any of them really resonate with you, right? So try this on. My child has big emotions and I can hold space for them. Or how about this one? My child speeds up when they're overstimulated. My calm guidance helps slow them down. You really want to find a thought that feels true for you. So feel free to borrow these. If they don't resonate, you can totally come up with your own. The key is that you need to be able to remember it and it needs to be believable for you. So let's talk about how we remember that in the heat of the moment. We remember it by practicing it, by getting it fresh in our minds and on our mind throughout our day. I like to use post-it notes. I put one on my laptop so I can see it when I get on my computer and then I read it and I feel calmer almost immediately. And because I'm reading it throughout my day, when something does come up that challenges me and I notice those old thoughts start to surface, I can redirect my mind really quickly to that new thought. And it's important to note here that I'm really not talking about trying to convince yourself to see the bright side. I don't want you to try to go from this is not okay to I just love my child's spirit. That's way too big of a leap. We're looking for something that you can believe right now and step into that short circuits the anger and the frustration that you typically feel. Got it? Okay, so first you're regulating yourself. Then when you're in the heat of the moment and you're regulated, you're doing good, you're going to help them through the problem. If it's a big emotion, you wanna take a moment to acknowledge their experience. Not comfort per se, we don't want any of this, you're going to be okay, it's fine, it's not that big of a deal, kinda 
stuff. We just want to acknowledge what happened and that it seems hard. So for example, you might say, you were really looking forward to playing on the monkey bars today. But then we got here and there were already kids on the monkey bars and they're over there, they're being really loud. That's not what you were expecting, is it? Are you feeling disappointed? And then you want to give them space to own or reject your assessment. You want to give them emotional breadcrumbs, kind of lead them to their emotions without flat out telling them how they feel. And once you've done that, you want to follow it with three simple words. That makes sense. Sometimes that's enough. Sometimes it helps to follow that sentiment with, you know, I'll sit here with you as long as you need me. And then you sit and they work through it. And that's the emotional reactivity piece. Okay. Sometimes though, our kids overstimulation shows up in their energy. When this happens, or if they get into an emotion and they just can't shake it and everything seems to set them off, you want to look for any invisible stimuli that they may be trying to ignore. Like, are they hungry? Are they tired? Restless? Do they need to go to the bathroom? That's a big one. Or are they just too hot? It's really important to keep in mind that stimulation isn't always external. What might be happening internally that's making it hard for them to deal with anything extra that gets thrown at them? And then you want to calmly help them address that. So you want to walk with them to the bathroom. Help them take their sweater off. Give them a snack, even if you're worried that it'll ruin their appetite. You might want to read them a story to let them rest or take them outside so they can get on a swing or ride their bike. Bottom line, figure out what it is that's pushing your child over the edge and start addressing that. If you take this approach, you're going to start seeing shifts really fast. It makes such a big difference. Now, we've covered a lot in these first couple episodes. And I want to encourage you to go back and listen again. Take notes if that's your thing. Like I said, if you start implementing these strategies, you'll see shifts really quickly. And if you struggle with implementation or if you're really nailing it and yet you know that there's more possible for you, I want to invite you to coach with me. Getting started is as easy as going to my website and clicking on coaching. I'm already holding space for you, and I'll see you in the next episode. Listen, if you are enjoying this podcast, I'd appreciate it if you'd take a few minutes to leave a review. It'll help other parents find the podcast, and more importantly, it'll help more grown-ups see their kids' sensitivity as the strength it truly is.